Hello and welcome to the next in my series of studies in John's Gospel. John 11:25. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even though they die. It's one of our favourite verses, isn't it? It's a fantastic verse. Where does it come from and what does it mean? It comes from John 11, the story of Lazarus, who is a friend. He becomes sick. His sisters send for Jesus to come and help, but he dies. And Jesus doesn't appear to come as quickly as they want. He spends a couple of days waiting before he arrives. And by the time they get here, as Jesus knew they would, he has already died. In fact, Jesus says that Lazarus is asleep. And our last verse, we looked at how Thomas says that we're going to go with Jesus to um, Bethany, where Lazarus has died, which is near Jerusalem, even though there was opposition. So let's pick it up at verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. If you remember our maths, uh, probably when Jesus was told he was sick, because they were two days travel away, Lazarus had already died. He waits two days, then walks two days, hence the four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles away from Jerusalem, and many of the Judeans had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Now, if you're familiar with the Gospels, you will know the story of Mary and Martha and how they appeared in Luke chapter 10, uh, where we hear the, the first time, perhaps, that they encounter each other, where Martha invites Jesus to come into the house, but she is cross with her sister Mary, who spends all her time listening to Jesus rather than helping Martha put on a, a good spread and be truly hospitable. So we know a little bit about Martha from Luke. We know that she expressed love through action. We know that she welcomed Jesus. And now here she has the courage to go out to Jesus, even though Mary stays at home. And when she gets to Jesus, she says these words, Lord, Martha said, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But I, will know, but I know now that even God will give you whatever you ask. Well, it, it's perhaps not 100% clear whether these words are spoken with anger or with regret. Probably because of the next verse 22 where she says, even, if you, if, even now I know that, if you, that God will give you whatever you ask. It's probably regret. It's probably a, a statement of faith and of hope. But we feel the humanity. She says, she's gone out to him and said, look, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. He gives her hope. But she is interpreting that as our faith, that when we die, at one point Jesus will return and we will rise again together in the future. So Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. That's our faith. That was her faith. That was what Jesus taught, that when he returns, he will raise everyone from the dead. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And anyone who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And I want to ask two questions. Firstly, what is believing? And secondly, what is living? Or rather, I'm going to take those questions the other way around. What is living? 
What does this verse mean by living? Well, fundamentally, of course, it means eternal life after death. But it's important that we see heaven as life. It's important that we see it as physical. The life that Jesus wants us to receive is not some airy fairy floating around on a cloud as some spirit. It's a new world. It's a restoration of all that this world was intended to be with mountains and dolphins and sunsets and beauty and physicality. It is a place of joy. So often you hear people say they, they don't want to live forever or be in heaven be, because they have a complete misunderstanding from our culture of what heaven is. It's all that this world should be. And it's glorious, it's joyful, it's good, it's great. There's no more sadness. Every tear is wiped away. Every, uh, no more death, no more sorrow. But I also think it's really important to say that this life that God has for us is relational. We, will, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. We will recognize one another. We will have relationships restored. We will once again be with people. There will be no insecurity or possessiveness or fear. And it will be as if every person is our partner, our, our husband or our wife. It will be one family. And I believe it will be purposeful. It won't be just sitting around twiddling our things. What shall we do next? But uh, as we see in the Garden of Eden before the fall, there is work of caring for creation. I suspect we will uh, enjoy our labor of looking after heaven. It's a wonderful inheritance that will never perish or spoil or fade. Kept in heaven for us, as Peter says. It is glorious. Um, you know my favorite quote of Thomas More. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. It is brilliant. And it's such a privilege to read these verses at the funeral of Christians. I usually said at the moment of committal, it's a glorious verse. What then is believing? because we need to believe in order to receive this eternal life. I want to suggest that belief is a decision based on probability to act as though something is true. We don't believe something if it is a fact. We believe things that there is some element of question over. But we make a decision that it is most likely to be true and we act upon that. So believing in Jesus, I think, is deciding on the probability of facts that Jesus is who he says he is and therefore there are implications for our behavior and that we believe what he said and we act upon it. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. I and the Father are one. These are the words of Jesus. He is God among us. He is God on earth. He is, as Martha says, the Messiah. He is significant. He says he is the light of the world and whoever follows him will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. He is, in short, our Lord and Saviour. And that's what we ask in the words of baptism. Do you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? So what are we saying when we believe Jesus is our Lord and Saviour? We are saying that we believe God is with us, that he is Emmanuel, that God has come to earth and that Jesus is the very God speaking God's word. We believe that he is the one who loves us, who has so given his life that we might not perish. He is the one who has taken our place in death. 
He is the one who has carried our sin. He is the one who has taken our punishment. He is the one who has risen and conquered death. He is the one with all authority that has been given to him. And therefore, he is the one to serve and the one to obey. So what does that mean? If we believe in Jesus, we are believing that God is with us. And so we will follow no other God. Whether it be money or even our own selves or any other religion, to believe in Jesus is to say, I will bow the knee to nothing else but Jesus. I will follow no other creed, no other set of values. I will look for no other way of being with God than Jesus. It is to say that we believe that he is the one who loves us. And so to believe in Jesus is to believe in our value made in the image of God and redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. It is to accept our state in, before him and to know we are loved and precious. It is to confess our sin and to place it on the cross and to allow him to carry and bear our sin. To believe in Jesus has an implication that we say, Lord, I'm sorry, I need your forgiveness. And to believe in Jesus is to believe he is the conqueror of death. And therefore we live knowing that this life isn't all there is. We do not put all our treasure in this earth. We store up treasure in the future life. Treasure being the relationships and people we invest in. We live for the next life. And because we believe he is the one with all authority, the conqueror of evil, we believe that we need fear no evil and that he is with us and that whatever Satan would throw at us will not prevail. This is what it means to believe in Jesus. It means to believe that he is the one who we will serve and therefore we will seek his agenda, we will follow his words, we will do what he asks of us. Our goal and aim is to please him and to bring his kingdom in and to serve him. And so he is the one we will obey and we will obey him by following his command and his command is to love. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? means to believe he's our Lord and Savior, the one who loves us and the one we will serve. But how do I know if I believe enough? I know I can hear people saying, it sounds so difficult. I don't know if I believe enough. So I want to just simplify it down because that last list that we've looked at is, is a lifetime of following Jesus. This is two fundamental questions to ask. Do I believe obeying Jesus is the best way of life? even though I can't manage it? Do I believe Jesus is Lord? Do I believe that even though I fall short and even though I fail and even though I don't get it right, do I fundamentally believe that to love my neighbor as I love myself and to love God with all my heart is the way to live? Because if that's my aspiration and my goal, then I believe in Jesus. And if I don't, and if I think, no, those words are not for me and that I don't really want to love others as I love myself, and we do not believe in Jesus and we will not experience him as the resurrection and the life. And if we believe that the way of Jesus is the way but we can see so often how we fail and fall short then the second simple part of being a believer 
is to say, do I believe that the only solution for my failure, for my inadequacy, for my falling short, is the work of Jesus on the cross? It's not my prayers, it's not my good deeds, it's not my other religious efforts, it's Jesus. And that's the mark of a Christian. I believe Jesus is Lord and Saviour. I believe he's Lord because I want to live my life for him. I believe he is Saviour because I believe he forgives and takes my failure in doing that. And if I believe in Jesus, then death is asleep and I will rise again. And if I believe in self or others or nothing, then I will not receive eternal life because I would just repeat the mess of this world in heaven. And heaven has to be different. There has to be something that makes it different and better than this world. And the solution is to not allow in those who do not see that they've made a mistake and they do not aspire to live the Jesus way. So our questions for reflection. Have I chosen to believe in Jesus? Is that a decision I've made? Have I declared that publicly in baptism or something similar? What evidence is there in my goals or my fears that I believe in the resurrection? That I believe there is a life after death? And what evidence is there in my self-esteem or humility that I believe Jesus is my saviour? Or I not really accepted him as saviour because I don't really feel I need saving or because I beat myself up so much that I don't receive Jesus. And finally, what evidence is there in my behaviour that I believe in Jesus as my Lord? Because unless I'm seeking to serve him, then my words are empty and not a belief. They're just a statement of words. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you are the resurrection and the life, that death has no hold over you and that death need not be the end for us. We thank you that uh, you want to raise us from sleep and give us a life of eternal joy, of eternal purpose, of eternal uh, relational love together. And we thank you that what's required of us is not perfection. We thank you that what's required of us is not Uh, the ability to be fit for heaven, but just the aspiration to want to serve you as Lord and to place our sin at your feet and allow you to take it. And so we offer you our failure. We offer you our sin and we say thank you for taking our place. Help us to live as resurrection people for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.